0: Hey everyone, welcome back to episode four of the Entry Level Podcast, where myself, Sarah Dudley, and my co-host Lindsay Bernard talk all things entry level. This episode is going to be all about the ins and outs of building a personal brand, also known by some people as self-marketing. So in this episode, we're going to talk about what it really means to market yourself, why we all need a personal brand, how you can get started building one, what it means to integrate your personal brand with your professional brand, and why it's okay for your personal brand to shift over time. So let's get started. So personal branding, this is, I feel like, a super loaded term. You know, a lot of, we hear this a lot, it's becoming a major topic, especially for millennials and Gen Z and those generations coming after us. We live, you know, in an era now where, your personal brand can can do so much for you if, it, if you use it in correctly, if you really take advantage of all the tools out there right now. We live in a digital age, right? So we all have a massive digital footprint. So what does it really mean to create a personal brand for yourself? One of my favorite quotes around this topic is, when you're good at something, you tell people. When you're great at something, people will tell you. Ooh. So I really, I love that because I think it sums up the idea of building a personal brand. When you're first starting out, you're you're telling people what you know, you're talking. You're telling people what you're good at. You're talking about your expertise in different areas. You're sharing your information. You're sharing your knowledge. You're talking with other people in your field and and who kind of do the same things that you do. But then when you get to a point where you've established that personal brand, people start coming to you for advice. People start talking about you and your expertise. And so I think that that's kind of a, a good basis to work from when you're thinking about the progression of a personal brand. But to start off, like what is a personal brand? It's really the it's really what people think of when they think of you. So if someone's, you know, Googling you or if somebody knows you or, you know, if somebody asks like what do you, you know, what does Sarah Dudley do or what is, you know, what does she stand for? What are the things she cares about? What does she do in her day-to-day life and job and, and all of that, you know, that is what your personal brand is, is is those things that people would say about you. And, and of course, different people are going to have different opinions. It's not really about an opinion. It's really more, if you have built a strong personal brand, then people are going to have a similar answer to that question because you have put in place all of the things that you want to be known for and you haven't just left it up to chance. One of the things that I see a lot is that people are like, well, I, I have social media accounts or I have Facebook, I have this. So, you know, if people want to find out what I'm about, they can go and look. But that leaves a lot of things up to chance because the first thing people, people will do when they want to find out more about you is they might Google you. And so, like, when's the last thing you Googled your own name? Just to see what yeah. comes up. I know when I did it, I did it recently just as like a test of sorts. And when I Googled my name, the first uh, of of like the the first 10 things that came up on basically what we call, you know, page one of Google, when you Google your name. Yeah, the landing page. Yeah, the landing page (laughs) of your name. The five of the 10 things on that page were about me. And they were things that I wanted to be about me. So there are a lot of Sarah Dudleys in the world. And the fact that when I Google that name five of the first 10 things that come up are about me, that means I'm doing a good job building my personal brand and putting myself out there because I'm getting higher credibility and search rankings and it's the things that I want out there that are being shown, whereas opposed to somebody who may not build a personal brand what, what pops up might be something that somebody wrote about them 10 years ago. Right. It might be you know an unsavory picture that you posted on Facebook in college. It might be any number of things, but if you're doing a consistent job of, mm-hmm. of keeping things cleaned up and, and continuing to put out fresh information, fresh content around yourself, that ranking and the stuff that comes up in a job search if, if an employer is searching for you if you know anybody's I mean think about relationships or dating in this day and age the first thing you do before you go on a blind day is google the hell out of this person yeah like, what comes up you know <laughs> no <laughs> arrest records you know you know the basics but it's become such a an obvious thing to do that we need to be very aware of what that means for yeah. us yeah, I
1: think I think it's really interesting. So, you know, Sarah takes an interesting approach to this because I would say Sarah is actually close to being an expert in personal branding. Um, she, one of the reasons that we're doing this podcast is because she's very motivated and does a lot of articles that you know we'll start posting on personal branding and brand marketing and things that we're going to talk about. And 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 Sarah, you made a lot of good points about that. You know, I kind of take a different Opinion on it when we when we first broadly put this topic out to discuss and When when I was a when I had just started my internship uh, My first supervisor the first thing he said to me in my one-on-one after we went through my HR papers and things like that he said The only thing you can control in this corporation is your brand The only thing you can control in your career is your brand and when I was 20 years old or 19 years old, I didn't think too much of that. You know, I was like, oh, cool. And I was more learning about a corporation and what it takes to succeed. And now looking back 10 years later from that initial conversation, that was probably one of the most important pieces of advice I think anyone could have given me um, entering into a corporate environment or just the job environment. And with that said, we talk a lot about on this podcast about things, you know, early in your career, or early in your job search or after college that get you to the point that you're at. Well, I can tell you, you know, at a very, very early in my career, I learned and, and saw behaviors and things in the corporate environment or things, you know, that my friends were doing or coworkers were doing that I said, I don't want to be known for that at all. Um, I I wasn't quite sure what my brand was going to be, but I I made an early decision. I was never going to lie. I was always going to do what was best for my accounts and my customers and the company. And I was always going to be honest, even if it meant going against managers or going against employees because of, you know, the things I saw at a very, very early in my career. So for me, I look at branding more as in my job and in, you know, in the job persona I put on, but there's a whole other side that Sarah is speaking about that, you know, I never thought about, um, when it comes to Googling myself, I just Googled myself when Sarah said that, and, you know, something popped up from when I played a sport at St. Mike's, my LinkedIn popped up. Um, I didn't have anything pop up from Facebook or any social media, which I was happy about. And I stress for everyone to just Google yourself to make sure pictures and things aren't going to be on the market. But, you know, I think the the facets that Sarah is speaking about and even just the brand that I think of, I mean, it just shows how broad this topic is and how many different, you know, pieces and thoughts and, and, and scenarios can go into a personal brand.
0: Yeah. And I think you brought up a good point. It's that we almost have multiple brands in our lives, right? We have our professional brand, we have, which is the brand that you talked about, you know, what do you portray in your professional life most strongly? You know, that brand is probably gonna be a little different than, you know, your your true personal brand and what you do and your interests and in, in hobbies and stuff outside of your job. But point. I think the people who do the best job of really building a personal brand, find a way to combine those in That's an effective way, but but without hurting one or the other, you know, like you don't want to be out there building a personal brand that is hurting your professional career. You know, if, if your interests or the things that you enjoy doing outside of work are so different than your professional life, then there's a huge disconnect there, obviously, maybe something you should think about, but like, you know, you always have to, in the back of your mind, anything you put online, whether it's a blog, social media, you know, a podcast, anything you're doing If it's going to reflect poorly on you and your career or your company, you probably want to think twice before you do it. You know, there are repercussions for doing things that don't align well to what you do in your day job and and you always... Have to be thinking about those things because it's true what well, you said, you know, your personal brand is everything. The way you portray yourself online and offline is just as important as well. Like it's not just about what you do in the digital space, it's about how you treat people. It's about, you know, what level of respect that people give you. It's how you make people feel and whether it's online yeah. or offline. Really, your brand is all about how you make other people feel. When you see an awesome commercial or something, you feel something. You know, like great marketing, and and I'm in marketing, so I could go on and on about this, but great marketing makes you feel something. And it's the same way when I think of some of the the people that I follow on social media, you know, some of my idols in this space, like Lewis Howes and Amanda Bucci and, and others, like, they have built amazing personal brands by aligning their professional goals with their their own personal interests and passions and what they believe in.
1: So that's a really good point. And that's something I can honestly say I struggle with a little bit. I very much have kept, tried to keep a professional brand and now venturing off into doing real estate and doing this podcast. I'm almost struggling with how do I combine them all with keeping the professionalism, with giving my opinion and advice or if... For whoever would like to listen, so Sarah, I know you know I look to you for a lot of the stuff, and Sarah, which you'll get to know a little bit more about Sarah. But Sarah's done a really good job at her professional brand moving that into a personal brand, where Sarah is a millennial influencer, speaks to a lot of people, and has done it in a very positive way. So, Sarah, I you know I, I'm even curious. How did you make that jump? How did you know you wanted to make that jump? And have you thought about long-term? Like, Have you thought about how this is going to affect you long-term? And what is what have you learned making that transition?
0: Yeah, no, I've been very, I think, very careful, especially when I was first starting building what I would call a personal brand. So the first thing that I did... You know, I was starting to build social media channels because I was new to marketing and social media was a hot thing. So I started building up my Twitter account, you know, like building a following there. And from there I started a blog. And all of this was very, very focused on just marketing, like just my professional life, just marketing. And could you,
1: and so put that in perspective, if you were becoming a doctor and say you were yeah. you were a doctor and now you wanted to expand, could you apply, you could apply those same Theories to that.
0: Yeah, like okay. any. So when I talk through kind of this progression, you can apply it to, to any field. You know, if you're if you're in the medical field, if you know you're any anything, anything that you can think of that you do in your day. Like if you're a salesman, if you're whatever you a do, fitness coach, a fitness coach, a nutritionist, like any, anything. You just want to start small. Start small. Start putting your voice out there in an effective way, and you know not hurting anybody in the process or not like, you know, slamming other people or do it, Mm -hmm. do it in a positive way. And that's the fastest way to kind of build any kind of following is to engage with people, talk to people who have the same interests and and do it in a positive way. So you're not ripping other people down in the process. But to get back to your, your first question about how I kind of made the transition. Yeah. I was at first when I was starting this I was very very focused on marketing only because that was my professional life. That's what I do in my career very focused on only marketing. And so I built a good following by doing that. I was named like a millennial marketing, you know, top person to follow by LinkedIn. So I was seeing success in that. So from my blog, from my social media accounts, but what I've realized over time is that I want to be known for more than just marketing. I want to be known as more than just a marketer. And so I started integrating a lot more of my like personal life and the things that I've gone through in my life that have made me not only a good marketer, but just like the person that I am. And mm-hmm. and it goes beyond, you know, my professional life. It, it feeds into... These are the ways that I accomplished my goals. These are the things that I overcame and how I did it. And this is how you can maybe take some of those skills and learnings and do the same thing. So I feel like I've broadened my personal brand, or at least I'm I'm working to broaden my personal brand from just "Hey, I know a lot about marketing" to "Hey, like I know a lot about marketing, but I'm mm-hmm. a whole person and I have right. a lot of other skills and a lot of experience and a lot of a lot of passions." That's that have that's a scary me. part,
1: though. Yeah, I, it is it,
0: super super scary to put that out. Because you have to be vulnerable, and people love vulnerability. But you have to toe a line between vulnerability and like, what's the balance? You know, between how much right. you share, how much you put out there, how much you're comfortable with putting yeah. out there, and you have to be ready that people might not accept some things, and and you got to be ready for that. And
1: and some people want that reaction. Yeah. When you talk about a personal brand, I read comedians and blogs and. You know several different types of people who are very well known in public, and sometimes people use that brand to get a reaction. Um, I I think it's amazing how you've done that transformation because I I have not. Um, this is honestly my first step into doing anything like this, so um, I well, I lean we'll talk, I lean on Sarah quite a bit for something like this. Talk but,
0: about that a little though, because I think yeah. sometimes you know when you've been doing something for a while, you yeah. forget what it feels like to be. The, to be doing it for the first time. right? And I feel like there's there's anxiety and fear on doing it for the very first time putting it out there even if it feels small right? But putting your voice out there. So talk a little bit like like yeah. how are you how have you been feeling as we been <laughs> working up towards this?
1: Well, <laughs> yeah, so I've definitely been the more hesitant one on the recordings and sharing. But, you know, what I thought about was when I when I was starting my career and I was a sponge and we've talked about it on previous episodes about how you you gain success and how you learn and so what what I found interesting is as I moved as I grew in my career more people and younger uh, younger people who were starting were coming to me for advice and showing them and asking me about territory plans and how I set things up and you know my strategy towards the job and the career and what I realized is one of my favorite things about, my profession and my careers, the collaboration with other people and sharing. And so that made me feel more comfortable, you know, doing, being recorded on videos, doing certain technology whiteboards or presenting to, I present to customers and accounts five out of five days a week, um, working week. And so having those building blocks to make me feel more comfortable with, okay, at least I knew with within a specific facet, my career, some of the things were resonating with people. So to your point, you know, I feel I felt comfortable with what I knew. And what I don't feel comfortable with right now is outside of my career, the, the experiences and putting them and getting to the point where I'm willing to talk about them and, and put myself out there. That's the scary part for me just because I never did. I used to hide behind I'm inside which I still do. I'm in cybersecurity. I don't have Facebook. I barely use social media. I'm on Twitter. I re you know I retweet things, but I rarely put my own opinions out there. Always cautious of stirring the pot, which is funny because in other aspects I do like stirring the pot with some of my friends. But she does. I do. <laughs> but you know it's been a, it's been very challenging. So now moving even to this topic, you know we're talking about you know personal brand and and branding. I think that I think the struggle for me right now is to be able to articulate the right message um, and conveying that to a you know to a broader to a broader audience. Um, I you know it's a lot of research, a lot of prepared. But I will say to Sarah's point, what I've done to try to prepare for these type of episodes or just getting myself ready to do this was almost going back to thinking about what I was learning when I was building my first brand. And, you know, I kind of, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, I had three principles. I was not going to lie. I was going to do what was best for my accounts and my customers and then, you know, do what was best for the company and always tell, you know, always be honest, even if it's against what your managers want or what things want. So moving into this, when Sarah and I were talking about doing this, I said, we're. I only want to do this if I'm honest, I'm giving the truth that I find it to be. And I'm having fun with it. And it's making me work through some of the challenges I'm facing right now. And so that's kind of what I'm, I'm laser focused on that. And I'm hoping that it my it will expand as we go on.
0: Yeah. I think you hit on some major stuff. Fear is a huge thing when it comes to putting yourself out there in any way. I think one of the biggest things for people when they're thinking of starting a blog or thinking of starting a YouTube channel or social media account or whatever is, is that you know, they can be surface level and that that will get them what they're looking for. And I think what people have to realize and what it took me a while to realize is that it's about more than just spewing information. You really need to connect In order to build a strong personal brand because it goes back to the idea like how do you make people feel when they think of you when you talk to them when you have conversations with them like how do they feel when they come out of that encounter and building that brand around yourself is vital to making those connections and for me i know making this transition from being very marketing centric keeping being safe i guess is what i would call it to letting people in to my fuller life and what has when what propelled my career it's not just about the end point right it's like how did i get there what did i have to overcome i think for me one of the most interesting thing to me about other people is those stories of like how they got to where they are and like different perspectives because it's always it's all like a matter of reference like i could have gotten somewhere and it was easy whereas for somebody else they had to like Mm -hmm. crawl through the mud to get to the same place and you don't know that until you start talking to people and so Part of my transition to a slightly different personal brand, or I guess a more a broader personal brand, is that I really wanted to talk more about about those things. And so, I mean, we'll post you know links to stuff. But I recently launched a blog called Welfare Brat, and it was like the scariest day of my life putting that out there because it was. I mean, you can read more about it and learn more about me personally, but it's, it's really scary when you've built, you've worked really hard to, to put out and like an external facing view of yourself to the world and then just shatter it by letting people into like who you really are and, and the things you've really come through. And I think it's a really, really scary when you make that transition, but you have to take baby steps when it comes to kind of building that brand around you. And I was really worried that by putting it out there, I might hurt my professional brand a little bit like people at work might read things and be like oh like I didn't know this about you I don't know if I can treat you mm-hmm. the same or I don't look at you the same anymore Or you know things that that are scary to think about but at the end of the day I have only gotten positive feedback and positive and people I feel like people by letting people in a little bit to who you really are they connect better with you because you're like a real person instead of this almost facade that you create around your life at work.
1: So, right. It's an interesting So, and one other thing that that I mentioned that you kind of just brought up yourself about how you you want to portray the certain things, you know, publicly and but the right things. It's funny when I think about and I think anyone could do this. If you think about in the in your work environment or your friends environment, when you walk out of the room or they're explaining you to someone else. Oh, you're going to meet my friend Lindsay. She's, you know, what would they say? And you, and if you put that in different areas of your life, it's kind of eye-opening. And I'll share what I think some of my friends would probably say about me is if I left the room, they'd be like, oh, yeah, she's fun. She likes to party and she's funny or she'll travel or, you know, something like that, which or she's loyal. I think they would say that I'm a loyal and a good friend. And if I think about what I've built my whole career around, the three things that are just always in my mind that I want managers and bosses and recruiters and people at other companies to be like, oh, we need to hire her. I think of honest, extremely hardworking and just gets it done. You know, I like to be known in the environment as like, we can hire Lindsay and she'll figure out a way to get this done. And I, you know, so I, I think if you kind of look at, there's obviously differences in those three things, but you know, some of them are the same and it's kind of those, those principles that you want to keep. As you know, I want to keep as part of my brand, no matter what I do, you know, I would hope that I can portray that. But maybe things change. I think that's very interesting to take a step back and think about that. How would your boss if you weren't in today? And someone said, Oh, where's Sarah? What would your boss be like? Oh, you know, or what's she like? Or, you know, a new employee? What's she like? And I just, I think that's really interesting to think about. What would people say to describe you in three bullets?
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's that's really, when you think about what a personal brand is, that's that's the perfect summary of what it is. I mean, what what would people say? I had an interesting, I don't know why I keep thinking about it, but it was just interesting to me when I was meeting up with a friend who was in town last weekend. Her mom was there. And when we met up, I hadn't seen her mom in a while. She was, you know, the first thing she said to me was, you know, she was ex- introducing me to another mother who was there and she was like you know Sarah has this really interesting blog that I share with all of my students and I was like completely blown away by this like that was how she was introducing me to somebody as like she runs this really interesting blog she talks about these interesting topics that I actually share with people and to me it's like when somebody tells you that they actually share your information and your content with other people you feel like you're making even if it's a small difference like a small impact and to me I was like whoa like people talk about this
1: <laughs> yeah and, and
0: it, it really is like it, you don't it, realize it though you to like want to do more
1: you don't realize it though right sometimes yeah. you're so I, I'll speak for myself but sometimes I'm so in my own head that I, I don't even think about things like that you know and mm-hmm. then even I introduced my boss to a bunch of my friends last you know last week at dinner and uh She's like, oh, I've known Lindsay since she was an in. And and I don't even think of it that way, like, because I'm just I think I'm so in the moment that I'm like, she's my boss now. But I forget that. Oh, yeah, she knew me 10 years ago. You know, she and oh, my God, she knows so much. Uh, But so Sarah and I, you know, something she just mentioned, and this is a little teaser for one of our upcoming episodes. We're going to talk about imposter syndrome as well. And Sarah kind of teased that a little bit about. Not teased it, but when sometimes when people start saying things like that mm-hmm. to you about, oh, she does this and this, and you're like, whoa, you're like,
0: that's not, but that can't be me, right? Like, that's that's going to be don't talk about me like this. You know? That's <laughs> going to be
1: a good episode, and we're potentially going to have a few other guests on to do that that episode. So I don't want to take too much away from that. But we we kind of like to wrap the first um, segment with just you know the first part of this this episode with just some advice and. I'm gonna let Sarah go second because she's gonna have a lot better of advice on this because she's almost an expert at it. But my advice is, like I just mentioned, I just it's always it's the principles that you live by. We 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 talk, we've talked about it in the other episodes of hardworking and how do you define success and your definition. But if if you don't have those underlying principles that you care about that you want to portray then they're going to get lost and you, and you, and it'll be harder to start that personal brand. So maybe even start small, start with just your friends. If there's something that you want to start portraying that you're not start there or like line out kind of just the, like I said, the guiding principles of how you want to do things in your everyday life or your corporate life or, you know, relationships, anything, and just start there and make sure the things that you're projecting are in those, are in those principles and they'll define over time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think. For me, when I think about what I want my brand to be in the future or, you know, what it is today, it's find that thing that really, like, just gives you chills every time you think about it. Like, if you were known for that or if, or if you could do that all day long or it, what can you talk about all day long and not get bored? You know, and that's what, that's the kind of thing you want to wrap your personal brand around is whatever that foundation is. Mm-hmm. But then people always ask, okay, I know I need this. I know I want one. How do I get started? What do I do? There's a lot of things you can do. Um, I'll share a couple of links actually to like a a kind of a workbook that you can use to get started building a personal brand that I have developed um and then some other like tips and tricks for how to get started but I think the foundation like Lindsay said you know start a platform you know whatever it might be it can be one social media channel it can be Instagram or it can be a YouTube channel or a blog or a podcast or anything like pick one thing and just and work on it and, and and share your story in in an authentic way where people can connect with you, and it'll build. It'll be slow, but it'll build over time if you keep consistently putting time and energy into it and, and sharing it with people. Not only online, but in your your day to day life too. When you talk, you know, we we've, we've been telling everyone we know about this podcast that we're creating because yeah. we're excited about it, and and we feel like it's going to be a great message for people who are trying to navigate what it means to be entry level at so many things right. in life. And so, when you're excited about something and passionate about something, you're sharing it. And it kind of grows, and it yeah.
1: you know, from there. So, and just we've mentioned a lot of articles and things that some of the things Sarah's written, her blog. We're going to put all of this on the landing page because an important thing for us, an important topic when we said was we want to share these articles and books and stories that we're talking about, um, and maybe you find something good in them as well. So just keep that in mind. Okay, so as you guys know, we like to do kind of a fun segment at the end of every episode, um, just so that you guys can get to know us a little bit and, and just kind of going off of a serious topic into something more fun. So the segment today to wrap this episode, we're calling family texts. <laughs> and, you, and you and Sarah, I mean, me and Sarah mentioned she's from Vermont. I'm from Maine. We're both very different from our families. And we, we share these all the time. So we get it. We love our family. We both do. We get a kick out of some of these texts. Um, and so we wanted to share them and we're going to post these as well <laughs> on the landing page. So Sarah.
0: Yeah. So I think the reason that we decided to do this segment today in particular <laughs> was because I, I got, I was venting about a particularly interesting series of texts that I got earlier this weekend. So my, my, my dad and my stepmom are traveling down to Texas this weekend and you know I had called to check in on them earlier in the week because I'll actually be meeting them meeting up with them when I'm down there this week as well and so my dad shoots me a text on Friday morning and granted he he doesn't text like ever he usually you know if it's a texting environment it'll be like a Facebook message or something or we'll just call because that's what they're comfortable with so my dad shoots me a text on Friday morning you know like, their plane had been diverted to a different airport in Pittsburgh. And it's always, like, you know, full sentences. <laughs> Periods. <you know>? <laughs> Periods. <laughs> yeah. Like, everything's very detailed. And But it, it kind of was a little alarming to me because, you know, they're getting older and they don't travel a lot. So he's like, you know, our plane was diverted. Now we're in this different place and we're set back eight hours and I'm not sure when we're going to get to Austin. So I was a little concerned. So right. later in the day, I, I, sh- I you know, shoot him a text like, Did you guys make it to Austin yet? This was at eight PM that night, like eight hours after the initial set of texts. So no response that night. No response yesterday. No response up until the time of this, you know, recording today. And so I'm like, okay, so what's going on? So I go on Facebook, and he's listed out like a long drawn out detail of everything that had happened on Facebook. But I'm like, okay. Dad, like I'm sitting here wondering why you haven't texted me back yet in two days, getting a little worried. And you're, but you're posting on Facebook, like, okay, good.
1: And so we'll, be, we'll, we'll be posting the texts as well as the non-response and the Facebook post, <laughs> so you can read them. Yeah. Um, so I also um, got a text from my dad, and my dad just started. Um, texting I can tell you when on Columbus Day because his first text he ever sent me was happy Columbus Day (laughs) and which I couldn't believe he actually said but the other day I got a text from my dad and he has a jitterbug (laughs) what a jitterbug Motorola phone does not have we just taught him that he can take pictures and I had I woke up to a text from my dad of a cage with a huge squirrel in it, and the squirrel was in the cage in the back of his truck, and that was it. And, I, and just a little background my dad just retired in February. So, my dad, picture of the squirrel, me, is this what you're doing in retirement, catching squirrels? He goes, Yes, and setting them free. And so I'm like, All right, well, maybe we need some hobbies. <laughs> we gotta talk about this next time I see you. Um, but the funny story is my dad, when we were younger, he was a merchant marine and he'd come home and his biggest pet peeve was that there's squirrels all over the yard. So when we were younger, um, we used to have the, we, we, we were allowed to try to catch them. We were allowed to try to hit them with Nerf guns, um, the the occasional paintball gun if they were on the bird feeders. So this is uh, apparently something that my dad is going to be uh, focusing on in retirement is catch and release of the squirrels <laughs> and Fantastic. I'll post a... Uh, I will post the picture on the landing page. So, um, yeah. But uh, I think uh, for for sake of this episode, we're gonna wrap here. Um, hope you enjoyed this one. We have some really good we have some really good episodes coming up. As I mentioned, in no particular order, the uh, imposture syndrome. We're gonna be doing a couple special episodes when we travel to Austin this next week. And it's yours truly's actual thirtieth finally. And mm-hmm. I, you may get some in in real-time reaction as to how I'm feeling. (laughs) And, uh, no, we're looking forward to the next few and, and looking forward to hearing your responses and feedback.
0: Yep, awesome. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. We'll catch you next time.
1: On to the next.